Welcome to the One Question Podcast, brought to you by Wabi Sabi Studios. I'm your host, Michelle Cox, and I love having unlikely conversations on uncomfortable topics. It's a huge passion of mine, so much so that I wrote a few books a while back that challenge people's notion on living a life more unconventionally. This entire podcast stems around one question. If there was one topic you wish society would talk more about, what would it be? Because when we are inspired, like really inspired, you're in spirit and true to your authentic self. And when you're true to your authentic self, that is the essence of purpose. You know that you're on track with why you're really here on this planet to do good, to be good and be a good human being. Described as an effervescent force of nature and one of the most authentic leaders of our time, Kylie Stone is a fascinating person to sit down with. She's the founder and CEO of The Performance Code, a consultancy specialising in leadership transformation, resilience and well-being. But it's Kylie's compassionate, no-nonsense approach that earns her the trust and respect of others. A descendant of the stolen generation of the Kululi and Waka Waka nations, Kylie brings a unique passion for the power of storytelling to help people create a meaningful connection to purpose. 20 years of developing leaders, Kylie discovered that leadership comes not from a title or a seat at the table, but from having the courage to take action in direct alignment with our vision, values, mission and purpose, no matter who you are, what you do or where you come from. In 2018, Kylie was acknowledged as one of 13 Indigenous leaders in NAIDOC's Because of Her We Can campaign for her contribution to advancing women in leadership. In 2020, she was listed as one of LinkedIn's top 20 voices, and in 21, she was identified an Indigenous professional worth following. Well, I've been following this wonderful woman since the very first time we came across one another quite a few years back, and I've been looking forward to sitting down with her today to chat deep, as I know we will. Kylie Stone, I am so excited to have you on the podcast and to sit with you again. It's been ages since we've caught up. So welcome. Thank you. It's actually really great to um, connect with you again. I, I am forever reminded of the brilliant moment that we first connected uh, at that TEDx event back in the Sydney Opera House was where I first heard you talk. And uh, I think from that part, from that time on, really resonated on so many levels with what what you were up to and you will stand on things so it's really great to be here with you again oh god that's a good memory dude that was a while ago yeah lovely to uh think about that again but kylie we're here to talk about you today and your view on uh things that we should be thinking more about so if there is one question if there's one thing that you wish society would talk more about what would it be well to simplify my answer first and there is a perhaps a big backstory to what I think is the thing that I would like to see us talk more about and its purpose. But I know when I say that it comes with a lot of concern because I think in on many fronts, the word itself purpose can be interpreted in many different ways. And because of that, I think I, whilst I say purpose, I'm always mindful of providing my, from my own personal experience more than anything, rather than an opinion about you know, what it actually means. I kind of prefer to look at, well, what what got me to that place and what is my version of that? Because it is very different for different people and I am very mindful of the fact that everybody's 
everybody has a story. Everybody has a different, unique view. And I think it's always important, if anything, to embrace and take a look at what is my view about that and what does that actually mean to me? Because it's only when we connect to that from our own personal experience that it really has any meaning. Yeah. And as I recall, you know, in the conversations we've had over the years, you're such a deep thinker and, you know, obviously coming, you've got a journal background, haven't you? So in terms of the way you kind of, you know, analyze stuff and especially the the words and, you know, you're a bit of a wordsmith with things. So incredibly articulate. So I love that, that you really think deeper about these sort of components because yeah you're right when people say purpose to me what's your purpose which I was asked recently at an event and I was like oh well I don't know if I agree with that stuff so let's dig in like because I want to understand as you said like you know people's reaction to that what do you mean when you say I want people to think about their purpose more or you know the the impact they make on the world so I am a confessed researcher by, you know, technical skills. So I can't help myself when it comes to research. So, um, in, and for me, so two things, firstly, from my point of view, I like to try and simple, simplify things as much as possible. I think there's so much complexity in it and our brain adds so much complexity to things. And I would have to say purpose is a journey. Like you don't just go, oh, I'm going to work on my purpose and create a purpose statement and that's it, boom, that's, that's how it happens. As a human being, that doesn't happen. So, For me, the first part was to get really clear. Like I did all the research. I've read books, you know, Oprah's Life's Calling Purpose and Wayne Dwyer's this. I mean, you you name it, I've kind of went ballistic really on the whole thing and what does it really mean, you know. And then I looked from my experience about what that looks like and to simplify how I could actually start living my life in a way that was congruent with something that gave me meaning. And it was as simple as looking at what is my intention you know, maybe this is the optimist in me. You know, I think I was I was raised as somebody who was always, you know, my nickname as a kid was Smiley Kylie and just that was just my approach to things. And I think every human being at the end of the day is born into this world with, with a, a commitment to greatness and love and connection and great things. Now, I don't think we enter the world with any intent to harm. In fact, for the most part, even now as an adult, you know, there's not a single person I have ever met And who, even those of us who have done bad things or would say we've done bad things, when we look at those things, it's never from a place of of bad intent. You know, initially what starts out is a good intention. But the challenge is our good intentions don't always match our reality. So that that's for me the simplest way to look at purpose because if you look up the definition, for example, the simple version is my purpose is my intention. What's my intention? Well, what am I out to cause? So if I get clear about what's my intention, then I can start to look from, are my thoughts matching my intention? Are my actions matching my intention? And to be really honest with you, Michelle, for the most part, they are not, actually. So when I wake up in the morning for the month, and this is out of the thousands of people I've coached, I can I can tell you for sure, we don't wake up in the morning with a really great view on the world. And, you know, we're dealing with so much stuff that automatically what often happens is we wake up into a mindset of scarcity. Oh, I didn't get enough sleep or I've got so much I've got to do. And it, it kind of goes like that. And unless we have a structure to interrupt that, that's kind of what sets our day. So when I first started doing this work, it really was as simple for me as going, you know what, I'm going to start my day with actually creating an intention of what I want my day to look like. You know, what my day to be looking for, what can I actually see that I'm grateful for was one one place to start. And of course, 
the moment I set that intention, the very next thing that I noticed was how not that my brain was, how automatically I would see where it wasn't present. And so the job to get to purpose was not about the declaration of the purpose. It was how do I connect with that intention? Like when I walk out, I drive the car and I, for example, get someone who cuts me off, I don't immediately think how grateful I am for that experience. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I am, I am I stab them. I, no. <laughs> Oh my God. And it's like swear word this. And they're like, oh, Jesus. And then it's not till the end of the day that I get, oh my God, if I look back on my day, the amount of time in my day where I am not present to that intention, actually. So it's 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 such a habitual practice to be able to create my intention and then go, well, how do I actually connect with that in my thoughts, in my emotions, in my actions? And only then do we really get the experience of seeing what that purpose or intention looks like. So it's a, probably a very, uh, you know, as you say, deep thinking approach to, to it. <laughs> Fabulous, Kylie. There were so many things that you said in there, but one of the things I want to drill a little bit more on is around your purpose statement and your purpose component. So give me some tangible examples because I'm not convinced. So I'm going to tell you, I'm not, you know, and I've got probably people like a lot of my listeners that are, um, you know, they give me some really good feedback. They're like, oh, that episode was great. Well, that was a bit wanky or, you know, that, you know, they, so they're quite vocal about the stuff that in terms of guests and things I have on when I'm thinking about some of those people of, you know, when we talk about purpose, they're like, oh God, here we go. Talking about purpose. I've got to have a purpose. Why do I have to have a purpose? I'm just existing. I'm trying to get through my day. I'm trying to like just do the shit, you know, as we were talking about before we came on air around, you know, managing three young kids and all the kind of components you've got going on in your life at the moment. How do you remain true and focused on, well, firstly, what is your purpose? And then how do you remain true and focused and do those things that you talked about to make your days better and actually aligned to the life, you know, in a longevity format that you want to get to? Like, how do you do that? Well, firstly, I would say it's a good thing that people challenge it is the first thing I'd say, because I was the same. I say, bullshit. Like, seriously, really, you know? And I think as a human being, you know, that is the great place to start is to challenge it because when we challenge it, we have to then take a look at, well, what would it mean if I could do that, which sends us on our own discovery. So I am I am all for people not taking anything out of my mouth and applying it as gold because what works for me is going to be a very different discovery for other people. And I do think, unfortunately, what happens in our society, when we come back to this conversation at the level of society, right, is we hang off, the word, off words as stereotypes. So all of a sudden we call this thing purpose. We've given it a word right? We give it a word. It's like, well, what, what's, what's this really about? And so I think anyone who's challenging this good challenge it and then look for yourself about what that, what that challenge looks like for you. For me, it's like, I don't know, I have this image come to my head about a mountain, you know, when there's like this mountain that doesn't have any top, right? But, but if you think about a mountain, I don't know, I think of Everest, right? You know, the, the, the climb it takes to get to Mount Everest, which I've never done, by the way, but I've watched the Everest film and I'm inspired deeply by people who can do things like that. But I, I, but I see this thing called, you know, when you put the flag in the top and the flag's there and it stays there no matter what, right? And then for decades, they've had people go up that mountain and the flags, you know. So for me, a purpose is putting a stake in the ground, like a place to anchor, Because if you think about it, the world is full of a lot of chaos, right? 
my head's full of a lot of chaos, actually. So I don't even need to go on what's going out in the outside world. But if you think about... <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> I mean, if people could see inside our brains, hon. Oh, my <laughs> It's <God>. scary. <laughs> oh, it, it is. It's a frightening place. But internal world and external world, right? Our internal world is never-endingly full of stuff. And for the most part, you know, I'm certified in the, in the neuroscience of resilience, right, and how the brain works, which is actually when you ask the question about how, that's how. I, I work very specifically on brain science and how to interrupt that. But the brain in and of itself, it never stops. Our mind is, is chatter, chatter, chatter all the time. And what I discovered is actually, for the most part, it is always negative. It is negative. It's full of negative conversations about oneself negative conversations about the world around us. And so for me, being able to anchor on a particular purpose, which just like I said to start with, you know, waking up and actually having an intention that I'm going to look for love in my day instead of not love was just the first place to start. But I do that because it gives me something to anchor on. Then for me, it's about where do I not see that? How can I bring that into existence? So I think that analogy of, well, if it's just an intent, a way that I want to have my day go, that very simply for me calls to an intention and a, or a purpose. So I'm going to put my attention on that, right? But as I went along this journey, for the most part, it was being able to learn more about myself and all the things that would normally trigger me or set me off. Like what makes me angry? What gets me fired up? And how do I not react to the world around me? Because you don't just go out and go, oh, suddenly I'm going to be this extraordinary human being because I have a purpose. Well, no, it doesn't work that way. So when I actually got to the heart of it, what I discovered is, that we as human beings have the capacity to create anything. In fact, our reality in our life is all given by our thoughts. And so our reaction to what happens in the world around us creates that. I've heard people say things like, you know, that childlike state, you know, what was it really like when you were full of joy and not fussed by the world around, you know, completely free. From a visual point of view, I'd say it's a bit like that. But if we really are pure, which we are as human beings, right? For me, purpose is what it feels like for you when you're in that state. Now, you can call that whatever you like. You can call that in flow. You can call that inspired. And in fact, inspiration has been the closest word I really have come to a proper definition, really, about what purpose is about. Because when we are inspired, like really inspired, you're in spirit and true to your authentic self. And when you're true to your authentic self, that is the essence of purpose. You know that you're on track with why you're really here on this planet to do good, to be good and be a good human being. So my purpose is connection, actually, fundamentally connection, a meaningful connection. And I really do believe that every single one of us, everything that has happened in our life, and this did not just come because suddenly I had an opinion that I think this is real. I've had some shit happen over my lifetime. And I also have what I discovered, a lot of intergenerational trauma. I'm the first woman in my family who was not forcibly taken from my mother, but my mother was only 16 when she was born and the government did try to take me because at that stage there was forced adoption for those who were not wed. But I think thankfully because of the women's rights movement around the same time, she just became rebellious and said, well, screw that, that's not going to happen. Because she was taken from her mother, right? Yes, and then her mother was taken from her family and her mother. So my great, going back to my great grandmother in 1902 as an Indigenous woman was removed from her family because it was believed that that was the better thing to do to take, that they would have a better future. I didn't realise that 
as far back as that, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I only d- discovered that because I went traced back in time. So my, my actual grandmother, who uh, she was taken in 1940, when she well, three years after she was born. So it was not that long ago, really. Like my grandmother's lifetime and, 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 you know, sadly she's passed. And when I discovered a lot about this, by that stage she was not here. So I never got the opportunity to find out from her what it was actually like. But one of the things that I have learnt a lot about is that trauma and especially the connection to mother. When you're taken from your mother and then that has an impact on the, on how, you know, your all your emotions and how you show up about not feeling like you belong and mm. all of that. And, and then the same thing happened for my mum. I mean, my, my mother was five when she was put into a home with her twin sisters and uh, was there until she was 15. So for 10, you know, from five to 10 years, 15 years old, 10 years, was in one of those, you know, mission-type Salvation Army homes with 100 other kids. And and then one year out of that home, she fell pregnant with me. So there are so many things in that that I had no idea about. And it wasn't until I had children that suddenly all the triggers that I noticed I was experiencing, like my views about my experience as a mother were coming from my up, own upbringing. You know, what I thought was right and what I mean, we all kind of have those things about our parents. Like, I'm never going to parent like that if that happens. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't realise. It's inbred. It's like literally ingrained in you still now. And my mother's been passed for 25 years. There are things I do now as a 50-year-old woman. I was like, and she never made 50, but she felt like she was, you know, 80 in my, my 20-year-old head. And the things I do, I'm like, oh, my goodness, that's my mum. Like, where, how do I even, how, I hated when she did that. How do, I, how do I get out of that? How is that in my body? <laughs> Funny, huh, how we try and rebel that stuff. But, yeah, anyway, so ingrained. Absolutely. And if I come back to that question you asked about people who get challenged by the whole question about purpose, I look for myself, why was I challenged and at what point did it change for me? It changed for me when I suddenly found peace in my past, when I could mm, suddenly give myself and yeah. accept that everything that ever happened to me had a purpose, which is not easy for somebody like myself who at 12 years old was sexually abused. I had to heal that before I could ever say, oh, yeah, sure, everything that happens in our life has a purpose because I was like, are you kidding me? No, that should never have happened to me. And I didn't go looking for purpose. It's not like, oh, I'm on a mission to find my purpose. Actually, it's a bit like the Mozart story. Have you heard the Mozart story? So Mozart from a very young age just created these symphonies. And there was a story of a guy who went to him and said, I want to learn how to do that. And he said, well, you should start with this small version. And he said, yeah, but you did it. He said, yeah, but I didn't go looking for it. I just was there. So I I don't say to anyone, you need to go looking for your purpose or go look for your purpose. It's like, no, the the journey to discovering that comes out of our ability to connect with ourselves and to really love everything about who we are, our life, our journey, forgiveness for our past, forgiveness for things that we think that we did that we would call mistakes. Nothing in life is a mistake. I mean, nothing in life is a mistake. I've done some bad shit, but when I look back, I go, actually, I'm only looking at that as a mistake when I look back at it as a past-based context. 
at the time that I did what I did, I did it because I thought it was the right thing to do. If I had known better, I would have done better. But at the time, it was the right thing to do. And when I found that level of forgiveness for myself, suddenly I found myself really connected to seeing that at the heart of everything that was going on for me, that what is fundamentally important in every day for me is that I have a meaningful and authentic connection with the person I'm with. That's it. And if that's not present for me, I know something's missing. <laughs> that's beautiful. And I think that was a question I was going to ask earlier on when you were talking about the way you described, you know, getting up and being purposeful about different things. And so the question I was going to say, well, okay, now you're confusing me because it's like, well, I think of purpose as being this big kind of, you know, huge esoteric long-term goal of stuff that you've got to, you know, every day you're sort of working towards that. But the way you describe that is actually, you no, know, they're made up also of little moments in your day that could be, you know, quite minor that are making that kind of impact into your point then with a great example of your purpose being connection. It actually makes so much more sense to me, Kylie. So that's fabulous. You've just, you've solved my problem. <laughs> well, it's great because I do think that that's where people get caught is I think we, yeah. we, we look at it like it's some grandiose thing. And I did start I there think for it myself. is. It's, you talk about, you know, the, like, the, I know, the Wayne Dyers, the Anthony Robbins, all those guys, the Oprah's. I kind of blame them a bit because it's like everyone's like, you've got to have a purpose and, you you know, how do you live your life if you don't have a purpose? And I'm like, oh, fuck that, seriously? Like, I'm just trying to live. I'm just trying to live. I'm just trying to get through the shit that's going on on a day-to-day basis. How do I even focus on that? But you've just given really beautiful, tangible reality stuff that actually makes it a bit easier for me to understand and go, okay, that makes more sense to me. Yeah, I love it. There are actually six specific areas that increase our level of personal mental resilience. So it's about mental fitness, right? And one of them, the the one that's the most important is vision and purpose, a sense of meaning. So purpose for many people is just having a sense of meaning. Like if you get up today, what's the thing that's going to give you meaning? You don't even have to have the same thing every day. You could get up and go, you know, what's going to give me meaning today is is to actually nourish my body with some really healthy food. And that's really going to give me a sense of meaning today. So I, I think it's really good to start from that place. The other thing that's happened for me since going through this work is my connection to my Indigenous background. Because my upbringing, the timing of my upbringing was very much about you didn't talk about it. It wasn't okay to talk about it. I mean, it wasn't until 1967 that Aboriginal people were even counted on the census, for God's sake. And then it was 20 years later before we were considered a, a race in terms of our native time. Like, there's just so many things where it wasn't that. So for me, when I started to, someone actually said it to me, oh, it's really great that you do a lot of storytelling. She said, you know, how connected are you are to your Aboriginal stuff? And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I hadn't kind of drew the parallel, right? But since doing that, I have started to become, I suppose, more interested in the spiritual side of things. And the more I look at that, the more I go, yes, I do believe that every single human being has a fundamental purpose on this planet. We are here for a reason. And that reason has to do with everything that's happened in our past. And if we look at all of those things, the good stuff, the bad stuff, the ugly, all that shit, and we're here, there's no surprise why we're here. It takes courage to look at that. It really does. But when we actually do take a look, like I'm clear now that my my purpose in life is to be able to bring this to people so that people in a world of chaos have the experience of being heard. 
you know, if I can create a meaningful connection, for the most part, people just don't feel like they're heard. We could chat for hours, you and I, so we need to need to uh, get on a, another episode together, I think. But um, that's been beautiful. Just awesome. Like, You've given me so much to think about today and I'm going to get off this, finish and start to sit down and think about some of those elements, like truly just sit with that and, you know, those components about what is it that, you know, makes me feel more alive and, you know, those parts when I was a kid, like, although, I mean, I think I'm kind of bringing that into my life more and more, you know, the last sort of couple of years with doing things like ceramics that are, you know, stuff that I love and that brings me more joy. But you've really helped me to kind of define what a purpose could be for myself because I've never really believed in it. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kind of winging it, working through life and uh, doing what I want to do. So thank you. Thank you for that. Well, you're beautiful. welcome and thank you for having me. And I, and I love actually what you've landed on there as a way to look for it because the simple places to start, you know, is, is to interrupt our attention on all the, the challenging stuff of life and just sit back and reflect and go, actually, what does bring me joy? What are the things that bring me joy? What makes me laugh? What do I enjoy playing? Like, what's the thing I would do if I could give myself time to play? And if we look at those things, that's where it comes. It's just that connection to doing the things that we truly love. The challenge I've always had around defining what your purpose is, is it seems so external. You know, it's always like, what is your purpose, you know, for others? You know, that's what we're supposed to be here for. And yet you said earlier on about actually we need to focus on ourselves, you know, first and foremost is actually, well, what are you here doing? What What is it that, like, makes you happy? Because the happier we are and the better we are in our lives and our heads and we can execute that externally so much nicer and we're better people to be around and we can have a, a better impact and on and on it goes, right? And so I think that core element that you sort of touched on around starting with ourselves first and determining, you know, a purposeful, living a more purposeful life on a daily basis for yourself, for no one else. And then, you know, the other stuff will come. I think that's a really good reminder. Oh my goodness. I mean, that's the part when you ask me the question about what is the one thing I would want to talk about in society. And as a society, we have been born into this world and you've just nailed it. It, it really is work. What what ha- tends to happen as a, you know, you go to school, you go to, you know, you go to university, whether you do or you don't, but there's this pathway we go on in life and we don't do the thinking about things. We just kind of unfold it because that's the way, the way we've been born into this world. And where our purpose ultimately goes is on everything other than self. For the most part, Michelle, it's work. In fact, this was the trigger for me is I actually left my corporate job. And when I didn't have that job anymore, suddenly I, I didn't have a sense of meaning. I was like, where do I go from here? I mean, that's what started me on the journey initially because like I had a seat, you know, an executive role. I was on my path for great leadership and I'd been a leader and wanted to make a real difference. And suddenly that was no longer available. So we go on a path as a human being, getting our sense of meaning and purpose from our job And at some point, no surprise why we have a midlife crisis and why there's such a thing called a midlife crisis, because suddenly once we start to hit our 40s, and sometimes it's different depending on our life stage and stuff like that, but predominantly we get to a point we go, oh my God, is this what my life's about? This is not what my life's about. What is my life really about? What is my purpose? And none of it ever comes from external, but it does when you do the work to work out what what it is for you what you inevitably will connect with is it has everything to do with others, who you are for others. 
And it's a very selfless act, but you have to first go within to connect yourself first because we are each other. We are connected. We are. And if there's any conversation we have with ourselves that separates you from me, like if I only think well of me and my family and I think negative thoughts about others and their family, that's not connected to purpose. When we really are doing the work to self, we have nothing but a connection and compassion for every other human being on the planet. And when we're that connected, that's purpose. Love it. Oh, it's so beautiful to chat to you. Thank you, Kyla. Oh, Just gorgeous to see your face again. And hopefully I'll get to have a uh, nice vino with you sometime soon. Yes. We're well <laughs> overdue. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks again for having me. Well, there you have it. Wasn't that an incredible conversation? I hope you enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed bringing it to you. If you did like it, can I ask a small favour? Please rate and review on your listening platform for me. I know everyone asks this, but it seriously makes a difference to help get these conversations out in the world and makes all the hard work and effort I put into this for you all the more worthwhile. And until next time, if you have one question you'd like to ask me, hit me up on my socials or jump on my website michellejcox.com. <laughs>